Bismillah walhamdulillah wassalatu wassalam ala rasulillah nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa man tamassaka bi sunnatihi ila yawmiddin thumma amma ba'd Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh my dear muslim brothers and sisters those who have tuned in who are not muslims and we say to you ya marhaban welcome with nilahi ta'ala in today's episode we want to speak about a common statement that is prevalent amongst the Christians, and we want to point out some, or we want to point out the error of this statement and their misunderstanding from the wording into that which it points to. And that is a statement that the only way to the Father is through Jesus. Another articulation of that statement is the only way to the Father is through the Son. Firstly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the creator of the heavens and the earth, he is not our father, and we are not his children. And it's important that we understand this with a clear understanding. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he knows best about himself, the creator of the heavens and the earth, he knows best about himself, and he knows best about us as he knows best about everything. The creator of the heavens and the earth, he tells us clearly in his noble book, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ That verily, and say that he is Allah, the one. That he is Allah, the one. Allahu Samad. He is Allah. Allah is the one who is self-sufficient. He is in need of nothing or anyone. He provides for all, yet he himself needs no provisions. Lem yalid wa lem yulad. He does not have children, nor does he have parents. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he establishes clearly here that the creator of the heavens and the earth, he does not have children. So we are not his children. And he does not have parents. So anyone who has a parent, anyone who has a mother, anyone who has a father is automatically disqualified from what? From being the creator of the heavens and the earth. This is a very important concept to understand and I want us really to uh, conceptualize this and to understand this with a clear understanding that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the creator of the heavens and the earth, he does not have parents. So if anyone has a parent and in particular, if anyone has a mother, then they're, they, they're not Allah. They're not the creator of the heavens and the earth. They are not God. God does not have parents. God does not have children. God does not beget, nor is he begotten. He does not give children. Children don't come from him, nor was he born from something else. It's a very important to understand this. And there is nothing that is similar unto him whatsoever in any which way, shape, or form. Laysa kamithnihi shaykh. There is nothing that is comparable unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is nothing that is like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he sent all of his prophets and his messengers to their people, calling them to a tawheed, calling them to true monotheism, calling them to worship him and him alone. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as he informs us in the Quran, وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ رَسُولًا أَنِعْمَدُ اللَّهَ وَاشْتَنِبُ الطَّاغُوتِ and verily, we have sent to every nation a messenger proclaiming, Worship Allah alone and stay away from the false deities. Worship Allah alone and stay far away. Don't come near to polytheism in any which way, shape, or form. This is what he sent all of his prophets with, all of his messengers. So let us go back and let us look at the statement that the only way to the Father is through Jesus. Firstly, 
Allah Ta'ala is not our father. As we have explained, the creator of the heavens and the earth, he is not our father and we are not his children. So that aspect of the statement, it is incorrect. It, clearly incorrect. Undoubtedly and uh, undisputably, it is incorrect. Naam. Why? Because Allah Ta'ala tells us, Lem yalid wa lem yulad. He does not have children, nor does he have parents. He does not beget, nor was he begotten. Naam. So this is clear. Allah Ta'ala, he makes that clear. And no matter what anyone's opinion may say, they don't know more about the creator of the heavens and the earth than himself. And the creator of the heavens and the earth, he has made it clear. He does not have children, nor does he have parents. He does not beget, nor is he begotten. Naam. So that's that. So that so that shows us that there that that statement is wrong, that he is our father, and inshallah Taala will come back to this and we'll touch upon this and how this is a mistranslation. Naam, which hence lies a lot of the problem and why the Christians they have a lot of misunderstandings as relates to their religion, because they are working off of at best a bad translation. In any event, let us go back to this statement. And that the only way to him, the only way to the creator is through Jesus. So now let us edit the statement so that it reads correctly. The only way to the creator, the only way to God is through Jesus. Naam. When we look at the words of this particular phrase, we see the term only, the only way to God. And we know that in the time of Jesus, that statement, it was correct. Ma'am, in the time of Jesus, to those people in who he was sent to, to the children of Israel, then that statement, it is correct that the only way to the Creator is through Jesus. The question now comes, is this something that is particular to Jesus only? This is the question. Because in the time of Jesus, when to his people, that statement was correct as relates to who? To them. Because how else could you get to the creator of the heavens and the earth without following the prophet and the messenger that he sent unto you? The, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the creator of the heavens and the earth, he sends to you a prophet. So how else could the people during that time get to the creator except through the prophet and who he has sent? Meaning, that by following the guidance and what was revealed to him, then that was their path to what? To heaven. You can't make up another way. You can't go against the prophet that was sent. But this will also ring true with in the time of Moses. Moses, it would ring true that the only way to the creator, the only way to God in his time was through who? Through him. Naam. It would ring true also in the time of what? Of Ibrahim, of Abraham. It would ring true in the time of Noah. It would ring true in the time of every single prophet that the only way to the creator of the heavens and the earth was what? Was through that prophet by following the guidance that had came down to them and that was revealed unto them. There was no other alternative. But this is something that is what is circumstantially true. It's not true across the board, meaning that in every time, no. But it's true in, as relates to the time in which he was sent. This was the only way. So in general, we say that what the only way to the Creator, the only way to God, is via the prophets and the messengers, meaning that the that we follow their guidance, not that we pray to them, not that we call upon them to take our requests to the Creator of the heavens and the earth. No, 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 not at all, because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala makes it very clear: we are not to call upon other than Him, 
Naam, Allah Ta'ala says, وَأَنَّ الْمَسَاجِدَ لِلَّهِ فَلَا تَدْعُوا مَعَ اللَّهِ أَحَدًا And at verily the masajid, the places of worship and the bodily limbs by way in which we prostrate unto our Creator, belongs to who? Belongs to the Creator. It all belongs to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, the Creator of the heavens and earth. It all belongs to God. So we are not to call upon anything else, anyone else along with Him. So here in this verse, Allah makes it very clear to us that what? That we are only to call upon Him and to Him alone. We're not to call upon other than Him. We're not to pray to other than Him. We're not to take as intermediaries between us and between the Creator others. Now, we're not to do this, but we are to pray to God directly. We are to pray to the Creator directly. In any event, let's go back now. So we understand that in general, once, once we deal with the Father portion of it, that statement was the true statement when? In the time of Jesus. But does that statement ring true throughout all of human existence? Of course not. Because before Jesus, the people had to follow the prophet that was sent unto them. And then after Jesus, the people have to follow the prophet that was sent unto them, who was Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the final of all the prophets and the messengers. So when we look at it from that standpoint, then we have to step back and say, okay, then what was the way of Jesus? If the only way to the Creator was via the teachings that he brought, was via the teachings of the prophets and the messengers. But now I want to look at Jesus in particular. Now, what was his call? What did he say unto his people? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he informs us of this in the final revelation. Allah ta'ala, he says, He said, Verily, they are disbelievers, those who say that Allah is the Messiah, the son of Mary. They're disbelievers. Naam. Those who say that Allah, the creator of the heavens and the earth, is God. Those who say that God is Jesus, the son of Mary, then what? Then they are verily disbelievers. Because Jesus, the Messiah, he is what? The son of Mary, Maryam. Naam. Uh, and God has told us that he doesn't beget, nor does, was he begotten. He has no children, nor does he have any parents. Jesus has a parent. He has a parent, Naam, Maryam. So Jesus can't be God. And we know he can't be God because God himself said that verily they are disbelievers, those who say that the Messiah, the son of Mary, is the creator, is God. They're disbelievers. Because Jesus, the Messiah, the Messiah, Jesus, the son of Mary, he said unto his people, Allah Ta'ala, he says, And the Messiah, he said, Ya Bani Israel, O children of Israel, Worship Allah. And here's where they get the mistranslation. Rabbi Warabakum. Worship Allah, my Lord and your Lord. Naam. So a person may come and he may ask, Well, where does the concept of father and children come from then? It comes from a mistranslation of Rabb. Because Rabb, it means what? It refers to the Lord, it refers to the Creator. That Allah is my Lord, as, as it's translated, and your Lord. Naam. So when Rabb comes by itself, then it means the Lord, the Creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It does not mean Father. Not, not does not mean Father at all. The only time that Rabb can come and you can understand from it Father is when it's linked and connected 
to a household. So if you said, for example, Rabbul Bayt, the Rabb of the house, the one who rears the people in the house, the head of the household. Now, this will mean in that context. This refers to traditionally who? To the father. Now, so in that, con in that, in that construction, in that context, then it will be translated as father. But when it comes by itself, Rabb by itself, then we understand from it the creator. Similarly, in, in the English language, the word Lord is used and it is used to refer to the creator of the heavens and the earth. But there is another context in which it is used in where it's referring to a head of state or a state official. So you will say Lord so-and-so of such and such. So now we understand that what this is someone in the government. This is someone who has a very high position. This is a head of state, so on and so forth. So then we understand exactly what the word Rub means in that context. We don't understand that they're saying that this person is God. Not at all. We don't understand that. But we understand that what? This is a head of state. This is a person inside of the government. This is a person with a high position. This is a very important person to his people. So on and so forth. Naam. So when it was translated naam, from the Aramaic, and then taken out from the Aramaic into other languages, now, until it came to Latin and so on and so forth, and it made its way into English, something was lost in translation or something was someone was malicious in their translation. So they translated the word for Lord to mean Father. Now, and this is where people get this understanding that our Father who are in heaven, hallowed be thy name, to the end of it, now, from their prayer. But we understand that what? It means our Lord, our Lord. And that within itself is also an indication of the way of Jesus. A person will say, well, what did Jesus do? Let us, exam let, let us examine. How did Jesus pray? Jesus prayed to who? Directly to God. Jesus did not pray to God in the name of anyone else. Jesus did not pray to God in the name of himself. But he prayed to God directly now it was all by the permission and command and in the name of god as those who um perhaps will better understand it for our guests for those who are not in need of such articulations then yes jesus prayed directly to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he prayed directly to the creator of the heavens and the earth he did not pray to allah via someone else that makes sense so Jesus, as Allah Ta'ala informs us, he said to his people, and I want you really to reflect on this, right? Because a Christian, of course, he'll come inside or she will come inside of the comments, right? And they'll say, well, you're a liar. You know, Jesus is God and so on and so forth. But I want you to really step back and be objective. I want you to be objective and to listen, right? Jesus, his actions, his actions was that he prayed to God and God alone. His actions was that he prostrated himself to God. This was his actions. Now, his actions was that he prayed to God and God alone. His actions was that he did not use anyone as an intermediary between him and between God. That's his actions. So now what's more in line with those actions is that he will teach people to pray to God and God alone as he was an example of that or that he will teach people something contradictory. He himself will pray to God, but then teach people, no, but you pray to me in the name of me, 
or you pray to my mother in my name? Does that even make sense? It doesn't match. Someone will say, well, what did Jesus do? Yes, what did Jesus do? Jesus prayed to God. Jesus did not pray to someone else. Jesus did not pray to God via someone else. But Jesus prayed to God and God alone. That was the call of Jesus. So when Allah Ta'ala tells us here in the Quran, the statement of Jesus, then we know it's the truth. Because Allah Ta'ala speaks the truth. We know it's the truth. But listen, Allah Ta'ala, he says that Jesus said, O children of Israel, worship God, my Lord, and your Lord. That's what Jesus told them. So now, is that verse from the Quran in line to what Jesus did? Or the teachings of the church, which clearly contradict what the actions of Jesus. You see, this is from the reasons that I left Christianity and I am not a Christian. Let us continue with the verse. And I said from the reasons. There are many more reasons, but this is from them, uh, at the height of them. Allah Ta'ala informs us that Jesus told his people, that Jesus told his people that verily whoever associates partners with Allah in worship, whoever worships other than Allah, whoever worships other than the creator of the heavens and the earth, then verily the creator, Allah, the true God, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will make prohibited for them heaven, will be prohibited for them, and their abode will be the hellfire. And you will not find for the criminals any helper. You will not find for the criminals, the misappropriators, any helper. Because to associate partners with the Creator in the heavens and the earth in worship, this is the greatest crime. There is no crime that is worse than this. This is the greatest crime. So Allah Ta'ala refers them as criminals as those who put things in the wrong place, those who misappropriate things. Why? Because they have taken the worship that belongs to God and God alone, and they have given it to Jesus, or they have given it to Mary, or they have given it to the saints, or they may give it to something else, be a rock, a tree, a stone, an animal, so on and so forth, a spirit, so on and so forth. Right. So this was the call of Jesus. So this is So I want you to reflect upon this now. That this was the true call of Jesus. This is what Jesus called his people to. He did not call his people to worship him. He did not call his people to worship the Holy Spirit. He did not call his people to worship anything except Allah. As he showed us, and he was an example of that, that he himself, he worshiped God and God alone. This is the example we see from Jesus. We don't see Jesus just praying to himself. We don't see Jesus yani, uh, teaching us to pray to him. But even in what they acknowledge as being the Lord's prayer, and it's all in the third person. Our, right? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Not my kingdom will come and my will will be done. But no, he said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, so on and so forth. So he's teaching what? In the third person, what he himself used to implement according to your tradition. Allah Ta'ala A'lam. But we understand the concept to worship God and God alone. We know that that is accurate. As far as the exact wordings, Allahu A'lam. But we have here clearly what he did say, and we know this, this is confirmed. That he told his people, worship Allah, my Lord, and your Lord. So we tell the people the same thing. 
We tell the people like Jesus told the people because we are upon the same religion that Jesus were upon. We are the followers of Jesus. We follow Jesus and we follow his example. And he told his people, worship Allah, my Lord and your Lord. So we tell the people, we say unto mankind, O mankind, worship Allah, my Lord and your Lord. The one who created me and who created you, who created those who came before you and those who came before me and who will create everyone who will come after us, the creator of everything. Worship him and him alone. Do not worship anything else. This was the call of Jesus. And whoever worships other than Allah, whoever associates partners with Allah and worship, then heaven will be off limits for them. Their abode will be the hellfire. Allah Ta'ala, he tells us elsewhere in the Quran, that rarely they have disbelieved those who say that Allah is one of third. He is the third of three. Naam? The Trinity. Naam? That they are disbelievers, those who say this. And there is no true God except one. Naam? There is no true God except one. There's only one God. This is the reality. There's only one God. Those who those who are believers in the Trinity, the Trinitarians, naam, then they believe in three gods, although they say one God. They believe in three gods, although they say one God, because they're three. They're three aspects. Naam, you have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. This is three. One, two, three. One, two, three. It's not one, but it's one, Father, two, Son, three, Holy Ghost. This is what they worship. So they have three gods. The believers, we only have one God. Jesus, he only has one God, because it's only one true God. They're not three gods. There's only one. So those who believe in three gods and they give worship and devotion to those three gods and worship those three gods, then they are disbelievers. They don't believe because the way of the prophets and the messengers was to pray to God and God alone. And one concept and by way in which we know this, and inshallah, as we begin into this at another time, is that what is that truth is truth. It does not change. It does not evolve. Okay. So we don't find anyone from the previous prophets. We don't find Abraham telling us to worship God in the name of Jesus or a trinity. We have no mention of this. We don't have any mention of Moses teaching Beni Israel, the children of Israel, the tribes of Israel. We don't hear Moses teaching us. We don't have Aaron teaching us. We don't have Enoch teaching us. We don't hear of any of the prophets and the messengers ever teaching us ever. But then now, you want us to believe that Jesus comes and everything changes. The whole belief system changes. Does that sound accurate to you? Does that sound in line with the concept of that truth is truth? It doesn't change. Two plus two is always four. It doesn't evolve into something else. It wasn't at 1.3 and then 3.5. And then another few more centuries go by and now it's four. It's always been four. So you want us to understand that simple arithmetic is more... What's the word I'm looking for? Is 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 uh, you can rely on it? Is more reliable than your belief system? Is that what you want us to believe? That simple arithmetic is more reliable than your belief system? This is another reason why I'm not a Christian. Why I left Christianity and became a Muslim? Because truth is truth. It doesn't change. Abraham called his people to worship God and God alone. He broke the idols. Moses called his people to worship God and God alone. Noah called his people to worship God and God alone. Enoch called his people to worship God and God alone. And so did Jesus.
and so did Muhammad. Because every prophet called their people to worship God and God alone. Don't worship anything else. That's why I'm a Muslim. That's why I accepted Islam. Because this is the religion of Jesus. Because I love Jesus. This is why I accepted Islam. Because I love Jesus. And this is the religion of Jesus. To submit themselves unto Allah. So anyone can come and they can say, oh, I don't agree. Okay, that's fine. You don't have to agree. You'll see. Allah has put us here as a test. And we use our faculties that he has given us. And a test is a test. Not everybody's going to pass. Not everybody's going to pass. Not everybody's going to believe. That's why there's a hellfire. Not everybody's going to believe. So those who don't believe, they go to hell. But it's clear when you look at, as they say, read the room, read the signs on the wall. When you look at the consistency of all of the prophets and the messengers calling their people to worship God and God alone, how could you believe that at some point, 2,000 some odd years ago, it changed and now we have to worship Jesus and his mother and the saints and all worship via Jesus, all worship in the name of Jesus, when we have never, humankind have never heard this before. So we know this is not from Jesus, this is from someone else because Jesus calls his people to worship God and God alone. So God tells us that they are disbelievers, those who say that Jesus is what, or, or, or those who say that Allah, the creator, is one of three. Then they are disbelievers. Naam? And Allah Ta'ala, he brings a very clear example. He says, مَنْ مَسِيحَ بْنُ إِلَّا رَسُولٌ قَدْ خَلَتْ مِنْ قَبْلِهِ الرُّسُلِ That verily, Jesus, the son of Mary, he is only a messenger who they have come before him, messengers. He's a messenger like those who came before him were messengers. وَأُمُّهُ and his mother was a true and sincere avid worshiper of, of, of the creator. She was a sincere believer from the best of the believers. She is from what? From the best of the believing women ever, ever in all human history. She is from the best of the believing women ever in all of human history. Okay. Listen to what Allah Ta'ala, he says, and I want you to reflect on this, because Allah Ta'ala, he says, Allah Samad, that Allah Ta'ala, he is self-sufficient. He gives to all. He doesn't need anything back. Okay? I want you to reflect on this. Allah Ta'ala, he says, Kana, the both of them, yakulan. they used to eat. They used to eat what? Ta'am. They used to eat ta'am. They used to eat food. Jesus ate food. Maryam ate food. Even in the books of the Christians, they have reports of Jesus eating, of Jesus drinking. Naam. I want you to reflect on this. Those who have an intellect, use your mind objectively, reflect and think about this. Allah Ta'ala, he says, Look how we make it clear to them the ayat, the verses. Because what? Jesus ate. His mother ate. That means they were in need of food. That means they were dependent upon food. That means if they didn't eat, then they would what die. That they were yani, subjected to what? To death. These are not the characteristics of God. God does not die. God is not in need of food. God doesn't, is he not in need to eat and drink? He doesn't need to eat and drink. So anything that eats anything that drinks, then they are in need. This is not a characteristic befitting of God. Also, anyone that eats, they have to chew up the food, swallow the food, 
digest the food. And in that which is not used by the body, it is what it is expelled. This is not a characteristic that is befitting of what? Of God. So anyone that eats, then they will go to the bathroom. They will answer the call of nature. This is not befitting of God, nor is it from the characteristics of God. So anyone who ate, who drank, and then who digested, and then who had to expel the waste is not God. Cannot be God. Because God is greater than that which they, than they attribute unto him. So Allah Ta'ala, he says, so look how we make clear unto you the truth. Look how we made the, the verses clear unto you. And then look to how they are deluded and they turn away. Because even with a clear, clear intellectual and rational proof and evidence such as this, you will still have people who are in their emotions and they are, who, they are moved by emotional pride and arrogance to deny that and say, well, no, I don't care. But yet in their book, it says God is not the author of confusion. This is very clear. If you eat and you drink, it means you have to go to the bathroom. This is not befitting of God. So anyone who does that, then they're not God. Subhanallah. But a person will come and say, well, I don't care about none of that. I'm still going to believe that Jesus is God, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. That's the truth. So on and so forth. But God is not the author of confusion. How confusing is that? These are just some things that I want us to reflect on. Going back to the statement that the only way to the Father is through Jesus, only only way through the Father is through the Son is not correct. But rather, what is the true statement is that the only way, or the true wording of the statement, is the only way to the Creator of the heavens and the earth is through the prophets by following that which they brought, and from them is Jesus. So every prophet told his people that which was similar because the people had to follow the prophet of their time. This is very simple, very simple concept. So I call the people to have a good and true understanding of this and to reflect upon what was presented and for the Muslims to understand this in depth and in detail so that if they encounter those who are curious and who have some of these misconceptions that they are able to easily articulate unto them the reality of these situations because this is vital. This is a vital service for mankind that we spread the good and we call the people to that which is correct. This is what Jesus used to do. He used to call the people to that which is correct and we love Jesus. We follow Jesus. Jesus is our prophet and we believe in him. And you cannot be a Muslim if you don't believe in Jesus. Very clear. It's well known. You have to believe in all of the prophets and in all of the the messengers, and this was their way. So we say, as Jesus said to the people, he said, O children of Israel, and we say more broadly to all of mankind, as he was only sent to the children of Israel, but our prophet Muhammad was sent to all of mankind, as he is the last and final of the prophets. So we say, O mankind, worship Allah, worship the creator of the heavens and the earth, worship God, 
my Lord and your Lord. Worship God, who is one. Worship God, who provides for all, yet he needs no provisions. Worship God, who sustains all. Worship God, who has no children, nor does he have parents. Worship God, who there is nothing that is like him. Because those who worship other than God, then God will make impermissible for them heaven, and they will go to the hellfire forever. And we want people to go to heaven. We want people to go to heaven. So we love, we tell the people, Eslam, Teslam, accept Islam, submit yourselves unto the creator of the heavens and the earth, and you'll be safe from the fire. You'll be safe from staying forever inside of the fire. Please take these words to heart and reflect upon them, and don't allow your emotions to blind you from listening, but listen, reflect with an open heart. We ask that Allah Ta'ala, He guide all of us to that which is true. We ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He guides us all to doing that which He loves and that which He is pleased with, that which He is pleased with. And we ask that Allah Ta'ala makes of those who hear a statement and they follow it in the best manner by way in which it could be followed. In Laliqa until the next time we meet Bidnilahi Ta'ala.